Dear Miss Markle, congratulations. Being engaged is possibly one of the most exciting things in life, and you deserve to enjoy every minute of it. I wish you the best in the world and hope that in spite of everything that comes with being part of the British royal family, your life with Prince Harry will be full of joy and meaning. Also, please continue to be a BA feminist because it is stinking awesome to watch. As one mixed girl to another, though, we need to talk. I, too, married a white guy, and we need to be real about what that means. Being married to a white man comes with some privilege, and let's face it, yours has all of it. However, he seems pretty woke, so I feel like you don't need to remind him too often to check his privilege. Just make sure you don't do it while holding a $5 latte like I did, or it will lose a lot of its impact. He probably also has no idea why the song Perm by Bruno Mars has anything to do with relaxing. Or that when you are talking about Parliament, you mean George Clinton and Bootsy Collins, and not the people meeting in Westminster. In reality, you probably know this already. It's not something I need to remind you of. We all know how historic your marriage will be as a woman of African descent. I'm sure I don't need to tell you how Black Twitter blew up the day they announced your wedding. What we really need to talk about is your kids. Megan, you already know, but think about it for a minute. Your kids are going to be white. This sounds really obvious, but I'm raising white kids and it's different. They don't understand what it means to feel out of place because of the color of their skin. On top of that, your kids are going to be British, so they're not going to know run DMC, eat soul food, or even know how to properly pronounce Namin unless you teach them. The struggle is real. You'll have to explain things to them that you never thought you would. My oldest son came home the other day and called Dr. King one of the blacks. I could barely keep from gasping. Now he understood that skin color has nothing to do with human dignity, but he also didn't identify with his own people. On top of that, you and Harry will have the real task of explaining how their family history on his side contributed to the direct oppression of the ancestors on yours. I think your love story is all the more powerful because of it, but I don't envy you the task of teaching your children why. But there will also be awesome moments where you can see transformation happening. Like the day my daughter brought home the black baby doll from preschool because it had curly hair, she said, just like me. You will see that a different world is in the making and that we are helping to build it day by day. In the end, know that we've got your back. All the black and mixed and multi-ethnic women on this planet are ready to clap back so fast for you. You're breaking glass ceilings and we are right behind with a broom and a ladder. May God bless you in your marriage and keep you always. And P.S. Don't make the same mistake I did. White kids really do need to wear sunscreen. Welcome to Plaid Skirts and Basic Black. Um, I'm Marcia. And I'm Shannon. And we are so excited because you guys, dear listeners, are in for a real treat. 
we are actually in the same place. Oh my God, it's so awesome. Um, we are recording this in Shannon's minivan. <laughs> so great. She has my dream minivan though, just so you guys know. <laughs> her, her Honda Odyssey that I love. Um, but yes, we are, Shannon is driving me to my silent retreat. I ended up not going to West Virginia. But that is okay because I got to hang out a little bit longer with Shannon. Woo! Woo! <laughs> um, and her daughter Molly, who does not like me apparently. Mm -hmm. Oh, she was throwing so much shade last night. It was all the insane. shade. You guys. Insane. I'm so glad I love myself because a three year old <laughs> would have brought me to my knees. Yeah. <laughs> like she's like, this bag has to leave <laughs> with Marcia. Like she's got to go. And we think it's because, well, we originally thought it was because every time, not every time, but sometimes when I come by, um, Shannon and her husband leave and that's what happens and I'm babysitting them and she's like nope but uh that hasn't happened for a few times and the shade man yep. the shade <laughs> there was no no love loss there between Molly like, and Marcia. I was like I don't understand but it's cool it's fine <laughs> we'll tease her about this when she's older right mm -hmm. exactly exactly okay well today we're going to talk about weddings but first more specifically our obsession of the moment, the royal wedding. <laughs> we are so excited, seriously. Okay, just imagine me doing the cabbage patch. Go princess, black princess, go princess, black princess. And so, as you heard from uh, Shannon's letter earlier, we love us and Meghan Markle. And we're uh, we're excited to invite Harry to the cookout. Yeah. Like, he's invited to the cookout. Yes. But Here's I feel like he was invited to the cookout for yep. a while. <laughs> he's awesome. Yeah. He's pretty great. So, uh, so Shannon, what are you most excited about for the royal wedding? Uh, well, I love dresses. I love wedding dresses. So I'm very excited about that. Um, I also just want to see like how how they are going to do their own thing and break some traditions. Um, and also, I love weddings. Weddings are great. Uh, I love marriages. I think marriage is awesome. And I love the pageantry, all of it, like all the things. Um, even at the same time as American, knowing I don't believe in a monarchy at all, I still am 100% in on all the royal celebrations and all the outfits. All the outfits. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But they're different because there's a monarchy, but there's also a parliament. Yeah. So maybe that's, it's not like. Yeah, that's, I'm still against still it. Don't? It's all good. I mean, I'll take them. They don't really have any power. So. <laughs> You're like, no. It's fine. You're like, um, so I am really excited. I'm, well, I'm excited to see the fascinators because I oh, love yeah. things in my hair. Um, I have really big hair. Um, and, like, I wear my hair natural. Like, I am legit, like, natural yep. hair. It's been that way for a very long time. And I love calling attention to my big, crazy hair. Yes, that's fair. <laughs> and um, when the first what royal wedding happened out with Kate and William I was like I got so many fascinators mm. like I got so many things <laughs> I got them as gifts I got them for myself I was like look at this one dude I was even oh I was even behind the toilet boil full fascinator that one lady wore oh <laughs> you just see at the God. wedding just want to look no. like a toilet uh. seat I was like ooh look at that one that would be great hot pink oh my God. <laughs> So, uh, hopefully, if, if our schedules can do it, Shannon and I will be together and live tweeting yeah. the royal wedding early Saturday morning with yeah. fascinators in our hair. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I can pull that off. I, 
Like, we're gonna make it happen. We're gonna get some hairspray, yeah. some volumizer, put fascinator nah. in. No. Yeah. You guys, let's start a hashtag. <laughs> Shannon wears a fascinator. Like fascinating Shannon. There we go. <laughs> I am fascinating. Fascinating Shannon. That's what we will. That's what we'll do. <laughs> um, okay. So, anything else about the the royals that we love before we? I really, I guess I really appreciate that they um, are always trying to draw attention to like causes and stuff, and that's really awesome. So that's why I, I think I love them more than uh, I probably should. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really just love them. Mm-hmm. I think they're great. I remember when I was a kid, I loved Lake Dye. Mm-hmm. You know, um, like she's so great. She's such a great princess. I don't know what I was really really sad when she passed yeah. away like it was my freshman year of college and I I thought it was a skit on Saturday Night Live because I was turning my TV on to watch Saturday Night Live and yeah. um, they were showing I was like what are they about what are they showing what's happening oh my gosh it was so sad yeah. um, and I, st- I still am sad I'm just glad that her boys are good yeah. and her boys have found love right yeah right yeah. it just makes yeah. it just like it's good okay now that I made everyone sad <laughs> so we're not going to spend this whole time talking about royal weddings, even though we totally could. Yes. It could totally happen. Mm-hmm. You just wait. Just you wait. Small mm-hmm. <laughs> Hamilton in there. Speaking of, like, not having the royals, let me mm-hmm. take some Hamilton for you. Yeah. <laughs> right? Okay. So we're going to talk about Catholic weddings. Woo! Woo! Yay, Catholic weddings. Um, I had someone ask me once. Because um, I've, I've been a bridesmaid or I've been to many Catholic weddings a lot of my lifetime. And I've been to non-Catholic weddings because, you know, I grew up non-Catholic. Yeah. And I have a we lot. all have. We all have. <laughs> and that's how it works. Um, and if you go to a wedding that is not a Catholic wedding, that wedding might be 15 minutes and that's on the long side. Yeah. Yeah. Right? That's why people have videos of their wedding. Because yeah. they only have to watch 15 minutes of it. Yeah. Um, Catholic wedding, someone asked me, they go, why are they so dang long? And I was like, well, because at first, because it's awesome. And second, because God said so. Or the Pope said so. The Pope. Pope said so. He's like, because I, I said so. No, I'm just <laughs> But it, it's a mass. It's a full mass mm-hmm. at the wedding. Um, because I, once again, I don't know all the things. I just know what I know. Um, and Shannon knows a lot more than I do about something. Well, because, you know, she has a degree and she's working on another one. And you used to be the wedding coordinator, per se. Yes, I worked for your church. church. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did all the weddings. Wedding prep, marriage prep, everything. I just know all about being a bridesmaid. Like, mm-hmm. I can rock bridesmaidship and maid of honordom. Like, yeah. I can make that happen. All right. So, other than that... I'm going to let Shannon talk to you okay. about this. Yeah. So, um, I will say, like, Hindu people have, like, I think their weddings are about a week. So, they think that we're, like, super short even. They're like, Catholic weddings, an hour and a half. What is this? We should be partying all week. Um, I could party all week. Yeah, I could do that, too. I could do, I it's pretty fun. Happen. It's a great thing. I was like, oh, I would have loved to have seven days of wedding all about me. Let's do that. Uh, you know what? Yeah. I, I might have to convert. We might no. change this. No. Mm-hmm. No? Okay. I mean, you could just marry somebody who's Hindu. That works. Too. <laughs> <laughs> then you get both. We'll have to change the name yeah. of the podcast. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know what it would be. I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, 
yeah, so Catholic weddings always take place in a mass um, because sacraments always should take place in mass. Now, they don't always, but sometimes they should. And, and it just reminds us that um, what we're doing is not just for us, but it's um, we're doing it in the sight of God and in the sight of the church and the whole community. Our lives are part of the body of Christ, part of the community, and so... Uh, we should really have a big celebration. Um, actually, every Catholic wedding technically is open to the whole parish. Now, we don't really advertise that because, you know, you don't want any weirdos when they're coming in. But I mean, uh, Uncle John's enough of a weirdo for Yeah, life. exactly. you got your own family. I don't uh, have an Uncle John, but if you do, I'm so sorry. So sorry. Um, so, you know, like, it, it can't happen. And I've done my fair share of, like, sitting in on weddings. If You know, if you dress nice enough, and you look like you belong there, and you stand up and sit down at the right times because you're Catholic, people just think you're from the other side. So, uh, <laughs> anyway. Um, but the reason that Catholic marriages are so importantly um, set during Mass is because uh, every Catholic marriage is a sacrament. So the two people who are getting married are the ministers of the sacrament, um, unlike every other sacrament when, where the priest is usually the minister. Um, and in a marriage, it's the, the two spouses, the man and the woman, who are um, giving the sacrament to each other. They're giving themselves to each other. So that's the whole point. And, um, and along with that, um, and this, of course, is only when two people who are baptized get married. If you're not baptized, then you're not part of the body of Christ, so it's not a sacrament. It's not to say it's not a real marriage. Actually, it is a real marriage, but it's just saying that it's not a Catholic sacramental wedding. So, um, when the two people are, are saying their vows, they're giving the sacrament to each other. Um, and there's four things that we believe have to be present in a marriage to make it a, a marriage, a, a Christian marriage. Uh, and they are four F's. It's free, forever, fruitful, and faithful. Um, and so what that means is everyone has to be coming to a wedding of their own free will. So it's free. We're coming um, knowing exactly what we're taking on and that we want to give our whole selves over to our spouse. Uh, then we also expect that marriage to be fruitful. Uh, so that means that we're open to children. Uh, and as many of us know, the Catholic Church does not promote artificial contraception. Um, so that's kind of going along with that. But really, it comes down to um, understanding that like the gift of our sexuality is ordered towards creating new life, creating babies. Um, and so that's part of the, the purpose of marriage, and that's why the sexual act is part of marriage. And that's why God created men and women for each other. Uh, so we have to be open to children. Now, does that mean people who are infertile or people who are older and can no longer have children can't be married and it can't be a sacrament? No. Um, it's just that we have to come in open. And of course, we know that God can um, overcome illness even in a miraculous way. And we see that in scripture. So there, there's all, there's never a chance that, um, you know, someone might not be able to conceive, um, that we know of as people. Now there are medical things that come along, of course, that change that. Um, and people have illnesses, but, um, the church doesn't say, oh, because you have an illness, you can't get married. That's not, that's not the point. Um, so also along with that, 
the third thing is that uh, we are giving ourselves faithfully. Uh, so we are giving ourselves only to our spouse and that we're going to remain faithful to our spouse. A Catholic marriage is between one man and one woman and you don't get to add other people into that. So, you know, first commandment is, of course, love the Lord your God. You go down the list and we get down to don't commit adultery. That's a big one. That's one of the Ten Commandments. Uh, and so um, that really points us to the fact that marriage is to be exclusive um, and intimate. And that's why we say, like, don't go outside your marriage because you're protecting that very sacred relationship. Um, and you're protecting your children and, and the family and um, and really entering into a deeper intimacy because of that commitment to each other. And then... Finally, I'm forgetting the last one. <laughs> did you say faith? No, you did. I faithful, said faithful, free, fruitful, forever. Oh, oh. Like, fantastic! <laughs> it is fantastic. <laughs> oh my gosh, you think I know this? I teach this like you know every year at least once, if not five times. So it's also forever. So a marriage is for life. Um, and so when you commit yourself, you know that you're getting in with this one person for the rest of your life. We do not believe in divorce. Um, and marriage is only dissolved when one spouse dies. Um, some people think that annulments are like a Catholic form of divorce. Uh, that's not what they are. Annulments are a declaration that a marriage that took place was not a sacramental marriage. So it's not saying that the marriage never existed or that there were like your children are illegitimate or something like that. But it's saying that in the eyes of the church, while there was a natural legal marriage, there was no sacramental marriage. So therefore, someone is free to marry again in the church because they were not married in that one-time sacramental forever marriage. Um, so that, I think that's a really important point to make, too. So that's Catholic marriage. It's pretty amazing. I'm living in one. We don't do it well all the time, but we try and we love each other. And I have the best spouse in the whole world, I think, which is good because everybody should think that about their spouse. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's not easy and it's not for everybody. And the church wants us to take it really seriously uh, and not go into it flying blind. Awesome. Thanks, Shannon. Um, so you said marriage is not for everyone. So what happens to people that don't get married? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Are there other things? Are there other things? This is not a planned leading question at all. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, so, of course, the church believes that there, there, there are many vocations. And the, the word vocation means calling or to be called. It comes from the Latin vocare, which means to call. So God calls us to serve him in every way, right? Because we're baptized Christians, he calls us to serve him and, and be part of the work of building his kingdom. And we all do that in many ways. Um, and the church recognizes four states in life as vocations. There's um, marriage, there is consecrated virginity, uh, there is religious life, so nuns, monks, and then, of course, there's the ordained priesthood. Um, so that is a specific vocation as well. And so marriage and priesthood have sacraments. Um, but And then religious life, you, have, you make uh, vows to the community. Although it's not considered a sacrament, it is considered a special state in life. Um, and consecrated virginity, again, is not a sacrament, but it's something where you make vows to live um, 
in, in virginity for the rest of your life, basically in service to God. So not, not saying like, oh, sex is bad, but just to say like, I'm going to devote my life to God. Uh, and there's a lot of people I think who would say that single life is a vocation. How do you feel about that, Marcia? I do not agree. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> I have this debate with people. I've had this debate quite a bit. So I, I'm a single girl. I don't have a Catholic husband yet. Um, or apparently like chance that I can find a Hindu husband. Mm-hmm. Seven day wedding. <laughs> Make it happen. Um, so I don't believe that single is a vocation. Mm-hmm. And um, someone's like, you need to read your catechism. And I go, it's good because at, when you become a priest, what happens? At, what happens? What do you get? There's you a, have a big party. There's afterwards. a big party. There's, yeah. right, there's a big party. There's a mass, right? Mm-hmm. And then after the mass is a party and there's cake. Mm-hmm. Right? Love cake. Mm-hmm. Right? So when you get married, there's a big mass. Yeah. We just talked about it. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And, there, and then afterwards, there's a, party. there's a giant party and then you get there's cake. Well, I didn't have a cake though. <laughs> there's dessert. Okay, there's dessert. <laughs> there is we could have had a cake. You we didn't have a, a giant dessert table. So, so there's that. Then, when you go into like religious order or country, mm-hmm. there, there's a mass. There's yeah. legit a mass. Yeah. And then afterwards, there's, there's cake. A party. Yeah. There's a party and there's it's cake. Super fun. When you're single, you're not like Michael Scott and you're like, <laughs> I declare single rupsy. <laughs> like, you're not like, I'm single, y'all. There's not a mass. Mm. There is not cake. Mm. Right? It's fair. So. I don't believe it's a vocation yeah. because there is no cake. Yeah. Also, because there there's no mass. Mm. It's not an official thing. I mm-hmm. think it's temporary. I think it's temporary. Mm-hmm. I feel like singlehood can be a temporary vocation, mm-hmm. right? I do not believe it's a permanent one. I think like I'm single now. Mm-hmm. I feel called to be single now because mm-hmm. nobody's answering back. <laughs> <laughs> but and I'm using my. What am I doing? I mean, there are like kids' sweatpants on the floor that I'm just kicking. <laughs> um, I'm using my single life to serve God the best, mm-hmm. God in the community. I do not think, like, until the church is like, let's have a singlehood mass mm-hmm. with cake. Mm-hmm. I'll be like, okay, great. Like, there's legit no cake. Like, I know that sounds yeah. crazy, but like, let's break that down. Mm-hmm. Why is there no cake? Mm-hmm. Because it's not supposed to be forever. It's mm-hmm. <laughs> fair. And I have, there are people that have told me, like, for years, they're always like, Marcia, being a sacred single is really important. And you know who's told me that? Married people. Mm-hmm. Married people. <laughs> that's who tells me that. I've never heard from a single person be excited. Actually, that's not true. I know this amazing nun. Not, she's not a nun. <laughs> I keep thinking, I keep saying she's a nun. Mm-hmm. She's a single woman. And she's chosen a single life. Mm-hmm. Um, and she is awesome and wonderful. And she's so happy and joyful. I've never met a joyful single person over 50. Mm. (laughs) I'm being so serious. Mm -hmm. I'm so serious. But she's so joyful where I'm like, okay, I can consider this. Mm -hmm. But also, no. (laughs) But I think she chose it, right? She chose it. She she legit chose it. It's really hard, I think, when you are um, wanting a relationship and wanting marriage. And and it's not there because it's really hard, especially... You know, when you're in your 30s and most other people are married or when you're in your or 40s and uh, like lots of people are married, <laughs> right? Like, um, and you know, um, and I hear priests say this a lot, like it's a wonderful, joy-filled life, but it can be really lonely at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's real. And like, that's part of that life. And so, um, I think it's something, especially as a married person that I try to keep in context that, um, you know, it's, 
it's not something you just be like, oh, you'll find somebody. Oh, you'll find somebody. Like that's not that's not being a real friend and mm-hmm. and being true to um, who what that person is experiencing in their in their singlehood. Um, maybe you disagree. Let us know. Email us. Yes, email us at <laughs> blackskirtsbasicblack at gmail dot com. Maybe tweet at us mm-hmm. at psbb podcast. I was about to say at gmail dot com. Yeah, no, correct. just just psbb podcast on Twitter. <laughs> Um, so we'll see how you feel about. Also, tell us how you feel about the royal wedding. Yes, we're can't so we will excited. Read that. <laughs> yep, we'll read all those comments. Um, yes. So yeah, I think uh, I think that's a really important thing to keep in mind too. Uh, I would also add to that, like as Cal- as Christians, we're all called by God to be holy by virtue of our baptism. So it's not like we don't have a vocation if we're not living in a mm-hmm. specific state in life that is, you know, outlined by the church as a, you know, vocation towards which our, um, sexuality is directed. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, but, uh, I, I think we need to remember that like, that is our primary vocation. That's the vocation we all share as Christians. And we all do that in different ways and our state in life, our vocation in that way is only one part of that. Um, we all have many, many things that we're good at. Um, I love to hear Marcia sing and that's part of her gift to the church, right? Like there's so many, (laughs) there's so many things that we have to offer that are not just about, um, whether or not we're married. Um, Yeah, I'd be so sad. You know, yeah, absolutely. And even as a married person, even when we're living in this amazing vocation of marriage, like that's not the only part of my life. Um, And while there's many wonderful things, especially like my children that have come out of Mm -hmm. my marriage, like I'm still a woman and a person, and I have my own things that I like and dislike. You know, it's not like all of a sudden I'm only a wife. You know? Oh gosh, Um, you would be. That I don't. Yeah, no. We could be friends if you were only a wife. Would... There are so many layers to you. <laughs> no, I mean, seriously, yeah. I'd be like, no. Yeah, I could be a little weird if I didn't have too much to focus on. Um, I like to keep it, keep things bouncing around. Um, and, uh, and that, like, no matter if we're a stay-at-home parent or whatever, that's true of us. Um, you know, even if we're only you know, quote unquote, doing one thing by staying at home or if we're single and we're only doing our job, like that, that doesn't mean that's the only thing that we do. Mm -hmm. And that's our only identity intersectionality. (laughs) 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 So I think it's really important to, to remember too. Um, Yeah. I'm going to drink some coffee right now. Look at that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And we're we're actually at our destination. (laughs) True. I've been for a while. Um, I think that's, that's all we have. That's all we have for you today. Mm-hmm. Shannon, what are you excited about this week? Oh, I, it's Holy Week. Uh, oh, that's right. It's, we're, it's, Easter. We're still it's still Holy <laughs> Week. We were before Holy Week last week now when we recorded the Trudeau episode. Now we're, episode. Now in, it's, Holy Week. we're in Holy Week. So Easter's going to be great. Uh, I love eating. Um, I can't wait to get back the things that I gave up for Lent. Um, <laughs> um, so I'm really excited about that. Uh, I'm not a Lent person. We can, at some later date, have a Lent episode where I talk about how much I hate it. Um, I'll talk about how much I love it. Yeah. <laughs> We're like the opposite. So, um, so there's that. And then also, um, just really excited for next week to get my hair cut. Like, I just feel like, as a yeah. lady... That's something that I really look forward to. <laughs> like, just somebody taking care of my hair. <laughs> it's like, so, it's great. 
Uh, also, have I ever told you about how I get really sad that I can't have natural hair? I mean, like, I my hair is curly, and so it's, like, mm-hmm. natural, quote-unquote, in that way. But, like, I get really sad oh, I'm sorry. that I can't have big hair. <laughs> my sister has natural hair. Yeah, she does. And it's, like, I'm so jealous of her. And then she's jealous of me because, like, she, you know, I have my own hair. But I, like, I just have... I got one look. One look! <laughs> Zoolander. Uh, so, you know, that's also why I, I won't wear the fascinators, because I'll just be sad. Fascinating Jane. Hash, a good hashtag. Hack, happen. <laughs> Make it happen. Hashtag fascinating Jane. Um, yeah, I am a... Well, I'm looking forward to this retreat. Mm-hmm. Well, it's really not... It's like silent days, and mm-hmm. then I stay here overnight. Yeah. Um, even though... My friend uh, is coming to uh, pick me up tonight because she's uh, I it's it's I like to spend time with her when I can, mm-hmm. um, and so I'm like, yeah, we'll t- I'll totally break the silence and mm-hmm. see my friend, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. So, but it'll be just as long as my days are silent and I have nothing to mm-hmm. s- to talk to people and mm-hmm. things like that. Um, I'm looking forward to that, and um, I'm looking forward to when I get back on. Uh, well, I won't get back to my house on, until Saturday. Um, but I'm going to clean my house all day Saturday. Mm. I'm so excited. That is very Like, exciting. I'm real excited. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so ridiculous. I'm like, I'm just going to clean all the things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Put away my laundry. And, mm-hmm. like, I have laundry. I have laundry in my laundry hamper that is clean. And mm-hmm. then laundry outside of my laundry hamper <laughs> that is not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, those things should be reversed. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm going to make all that happen. So, yeah. That's, uh. That's about it. All right. So, yeah, well, I know we're after Easter. We're, you guys are going to be hearing this after Easter, so, uh, well, after Easter Day. So, I hope that you are enjoying your Easter season. Mm-hmm. Happy uh, Easter, everybody. Yes, happy Easter to all the people. Um, Jesus <laughs> is strongness. Unbreakable. <laughs> uh-huh, <laughs> oh, my gosh, I love it. Yeah, I have no song to send us off with mm-hmm. <laughs> today. And... <laughs> We love you. Yeah, we love you. Oh, oh, um, oh, we don't. Oh, we told you about our Twitter. PSBB podcast. Follow me at the Hot Mess Heroine at Twitter and Instagram. Bye.